Welcome to Ways to Love Your Money. This is Elizabeth Dawson, and uh, we are going to talk a little bit about goal setting, uh, wish list planning, and the importance of that. We have a wonderful guest with us today, all the way from Skype land. Uh, this is Miss Christina Lynn. We're so happy that she's here. We're honored to have you. And uh, again, thank you so much for taking the time to be here on the show, which I think is going to be great. Uh, Christina is a financial professional up in the South Dakota area. So I can't wait to hear her story. And again, welcome to the show. It's so nice to have you. Thank you, Elizabeth. It's super fun to talk with other women who love talking about money. Yes. Uh, well, money is a big financial topic and it creates a lot of anxiety for a lot of different people, whether you're a woman or whether you're a man, or I think something that both of us share is we're, we were both single moms. And uh, mm -hmm. I think once a single mom, I say this all the time, once a single mom, always a single mom. So how did you, you know, acquire the journey to come into the financial services arena? Yeah, I was a stay-at-home mom actually for six years and I was pretty clueless about our family finances and so went through a pretty tough divorce and kind of landed on my bum with my finances and had to start from scratch and it started this journey for me with learning about personal finances and um, I just became really passionate about learning how to be proactive about them, mostly because I had done it kind of the wrong way by, by taking a backseat and really not know what was going on until things kind of came back to bite me. And so I ended up getting my master's in family financial planning, um, started in the business, and uh, now I'm actually a doctoral student in personal financial planning. So I just never really stopped once I started that journey and I, I adore it. That's great. So, so when you started, what, what motivated you to about coming into the financial services arena? Well, I, what, because I was so blind about it, um, about my family finances, um, that started me on kind of like a self learning journey and that led me to get more interested in it than start in my master's program, but really just that. I I was so blind to my family finances that I kind of started from the ground and worked my way up with education. Well, I think it's great because I think a lot of people, especially with women, we kind of go to a place where uh, we want to educate and empower more women, uh, not just mm -hmm. not, not just uh, men, but I mean, at the same time, we want to empower women as well to have more financial strength and stability so that they know how to do this. So how many years ago was that? So that was like five years ago that I started my journey. So not that long ago. Okay. So mm -hmm. life experience like this, that actually helps you relate to even more people, wouldn't you say? Yeah, really. And my... I kind of, because of my journey with a complicated, messy divorce, mm -hmm. that has led me um, kind of in the direction of how to help more more people specifically with that need. Because, you know, divorce is something that it's the biggest shift a lot of people ever go through in their lives financially, um, maybe and you know, relationship-wise. But we go through it, you know, really uneducated with how to be smart and, and making financial moves in that process. So um, learning from experience, I learned a lot the hard way of what not to do. But now I'm just so motivated to 
help other people navigate those muddy waters better than I did. That's incredible. That's incredible. Where do you, where do you want to take it from here? Um, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> right now, I just have my hands full with doing the job and school, so I haven't given it too much thought. Well, and having a couple babies at home still is is just another part of the journey, isn't it? Yeah, right. It's <laughs> about finding that balance, but keeping the ball moving forward. Sure, sure. Well, I think that's something mm -hmm. you and I both have in common. I went through a pretty ugly divorce. You know, now it's about thirteen years ago. And uh, mm. what we were talking about before is once a single mom, always a single mom. So we talked to a lot of ladies with our females in finance mini videos. And it's something that we want to help empower our ladies out there because it might just be you and it might just be you taking care of your kids. And not that the father doesn't need to be part of the picture. It's just, it's just one of those things that it becomes a very real struggle and you have to learn how to balance it. Yeah, you bet. Um, we need to balance that maternal instinct, which puts our kids first, but we also, especially post-divorce, really need to take a, a good look at our own personal finances to make sure that we're taken care of. So how would you characterize your relationship with money now? Um, let's see. Flourishing. I mean, I am very intentional about, you know, where my money planning Um you know, what we're going to talk today about is setting money goals. I was really active in doing that, and now I'm starting to see that those goals flourish. Um, but, you know, when you have a plan and put in and start actively pursuing that plan, after a couple of years, you see the ground, you know, traction built, and it's mm -hmm. so exciting. Mm -hmm. It just takes a while to um, get to that point, but it's so cool when you do. So have you achieved some of the goals you set out for like five years ago when you kind of started in this industry? How do you achieve them? No, I, I'm asking you, have you accomplished some of the goals that you set out five years ago? I think you have, uh, but have, how, where are you with your own personal goals? Yeah, you know, the personal goals are a little bit different than the career goals a little bit. Do you, I don't know if you ever feel like that. Well, I just made a big sure. career shift, so I feel like it's one step forward, two steps back sometimes, but, um, you know, personal goals, money wise, good. You just have to like keep adding that log to the fire. It doesn't just like all of a sudden happen overnight. It's a, it's this long series of small events adding up. I think that's great. I think that's great. Now, what do you think about your children? Are you starting to kind of introduce the relationship with money to your children at this point? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, they both have bank accounts. They're 10 and 11. And, you know, we're, I'm teaching them about how to, you know, decide how much to spend versus put in the savings account. My, my kids even have investment accounts. And it's big concepts for them to understand, but I'm working with them to to tackle that so they can understand the difference between a savings account and an investment account. Um, so yeah, I'm absolutely teaching them. I don't, you don't know for sure, like how much they're picking up on, but I do believe like in the long run when they grow up, um, they will remember this and it will have a big impact. Um, we know that from research that your that kids pick up on way more than what you think that they do. Agreed. No, that's great. So being on the show today, you've seen the show on Instagram. Uh, what do you want to get out of today's show? What do you want to get out of being here, being interviewed today? 
let's talk about setting money goals and how to make them, you know, most effective for you because they, it's a free tool that we can all access. It's easy and it's proven to have results. So what kind of goals do you think people should start now? What's, what's, uh, what's uh, the biggest concerns that you see when you're talking with your clients? Uh, what's on people's minds? What are, what are some of the best ways to start? I think that, you know, money is such an overwhelming thing to people. They don't know where to start. But, you know, if you haven't started at all, set a goal at having an emergency fund. You know, $1,000 is a really good starting point. Um, we can all get to that point um, by chipping away just 50 or $100 a month um, to get there. By making that goal, um, you know, you you avoid a lot of the um, financial burdens that you get into without having that. So I think that's a really good place to start. Well, it's good. I think just starting is a big step. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sometimes people think they don't have enough to start anything and or they don't have enough money to speak with you or they don't have enough money even in their thought process because life is costing so much you know of an expense yeah it it's so overwhelming that i think that we tend to stick our heads in the sand um, inertia is really our biggest enemy with i think a lot of financial planning we just it's daunting there's so much much information out there it's like information overload you don't know like what information to go on or you should trust and then um it's inert yeah we just kind of stay in the same pattern <laughs> and then life happens <laughs> right <laughs> well one of the questions we always like to ask is what um what was your greatest achievement now so far for your career and um how has it made you feel I would say starting this PhD, um, I think that, you know, I thought I was too old to go back to school. Mm -hmm. I thought I was too old when I got my master's and I really thought I was too old and too busy with a career and my kids to start my PhD. But I think like in the long run, it's going to really pay off. And it was such a mental hurdle to do the application sure. and jump through all of those hoops um, that that was... I feel like that's the biggest feather in my cap. I'm really proud of that, and um, I'm going to see it through. Well, congratulations. That's a huge achievement. Thank you, Elizabeth. You're welcome. Now, uh, what's a wish list item that you haven't really accomplished yet? Do you have one? Is this money-wise or person? Well, like, why don't you say personal life? first and then maybe go to um, business or career-wise? I would like to get married. <laughs> I, I'm single and I've just been so busy with my kids and my career sure. that I haven't had, like I haven't focused on that, but that would be my, in my personal life. Are there any um, prospects at this point? Nope. No one, no one yet. I'm taking an application. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, um, I'm, I'm hoping that I, I'm, I'll be waiting for the right person, that's for sure. That's good. Plus, in my personal life, in my um, in money life, let's see, saving for retirement. Is that too boring? <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> boring is better. Sometimes boring is better. Yeah. Sometimes boring is better. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I want to have 
early funded retirement fund. Early. So if, if it was, uh, in, you know, your big wish list to retire young, how young would you be when you retired? Hmm. I like retiring from, you know, the type of work I'm doing now. Oh, I'd love to retire like at 50, around 50, but I always want to keep doing something in this field because I love it so much. It just might look more like teaching or doing something different what, in that, in the industry. Well, I always say that if you do something that you love, it's never a day of work. Right. And so for you at this stage of life, uh, do, do you see yourself building more or do you see yourself accomplishing more? And if so, maybe what are some of those ideas or thoughts that you have in your mind that you want to accomplish? Anything like that? Well, I'd like to grow a big practice here with my team. Um, that's, we dream about that. Um, I also would like to start teaching, but that's not, I'm not quite ready to do that yet. I also would like to, um, buy a home someplace warm and sunny. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, that's what we all dream of, right? Getting to the top of our careers and, you know, leveling up with what we haven't had in the past. Well, I mean, I think it's an amazing goal. It's something that you want to strive for and actually be able to be comfortable and do. Um, one of the things that I think I read about you, too, is you have a really big bucket list item that you want to accomplish. What is that? I have a lot on my bucket list. Okay, well, I think um, the one we were talking about was more about your kids, what you want to do with them one day. Oh, well, I bring them on an adventure trip every year. Um, and so one of those adventure trips is like bringing them to Machu Picchu. I've, I don't know if that's what you're talking about or not, but yeah. I actually have every year an adventure trip planned out for us until my kids graduate high school. That's great. Do they get into the planning part of it too? Do they get to plan it? Yeah. Do they get to the planning part of it too with you? Oh, that's a good idea. No, they haven't gotten to the planning part of it yet. <laughs> Uh, one of the trips I'm going to go on them by themselves with, and they get to pick where we go. So I guess that part that they'll plan. But otherwise, I have been in charge of planning. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's a fun fact about you? Not many people know what? about. What's a fun fact about you? I... I love to run Spartan races, and I also love to dance, but I never get to dance. <laughs> well, what, what are these Spartan races? Tell me about these Spartan races. Um, so Spartan races are obstacle course races. They're like mud runs. Um, they're, they're different lengths, but the one I like to run is a half marathon with 26 obstacles, and it's, like off, off, it's a trail run through the mud. Um, and it is so exciting. And, um, I got started during like kind of the lowest po point in my life when I was getting a divorce and just had really low self-esteem and thought I wasn't really good at anything. And my sister, um, I was also terrified of races because I thought I was, wasn't going to finish and I would be embarrassed, blah, blah, blah. And my sister Drake drug me along to a, one of the races and it turns out like our 
our body type is really good at mud runs. <laughs> and so um, it was really a fun thing to discover that, like, um, a surprise. And now I keep run, running them. I do about one a year. Um, I do them with my kids, too. They do them as well. So it's just so, so much fun. That sounds incredible. Uh, now we're getting close to the end of our, our time together. Uh, if there's one thing that you want to say to our listeners out there and, and, and watchers, if you will, what's the biggest impact that you want to leave with today? I would say um, watch the, the power of your words when it comes to money. I think a lot of us um, have negative things that we say about our financial life and we're not even aware of them. Like, oh, I'm not good with numbers or... Um, I'm never going to get out of this rut or something like that. Be really careful about how you're using your words because um, those can be used. Um, there's so much power in words. So put the power of words to use to your benefit by um, speaking positive things over your life um, when it comes to your finances. That's, that's wonderful advice. That's really great advice. I think that that's something that we need to take into consideration. I mean, it's not just being mindful of the words that you speak to your children or to your spouse or partner in life. It's really the words that you have in relationship to money. I think that's incredible advice for people to actually uh, receive and possibly make a change in their life so that they're more aware. Uh, I think that there's a lot of great pieces that we can take away from this conversation with Christina today because, uh, you know, st starting with the small things, even if it's just $50 a month or $50 even a week if you can do it, uh, it's a great place to kind of get started. Where do you put those dollars? Well, if you've read our book, Wealth by Design, truly we set up something that's going to recover that wealth from things that we were maybe you know, mindlessly giving away. Uh, we call it a wealth recovery account. So if we can actually create that wealth recovery account and start having that wealth recovered back to you, it's a great place to start. Then you can put the goals and the dreams and everything else that you have on your wish list into a great place to start working from. Uh, I think that uh, it's an amazing conversation to have because the vulnerability, the vulnerability that each of us have when we talk about uh, money, it creates an anxiety in so many of us. Uh, we work so hard for money each and every day, but at the end of the day, what, what are our goals? If we don't have goals that we're working for to be able to accomplish with that money, how do we actually make a difference, not in other people's lives so much, but in our own lives and in our children's lives? That's a powerful, powerful statement. Uh, Christine, I want to say thank you so much for being on the show. It's been a pleasure having you, seeing your perspective, hearing what your words are. And again, I think this is a wonderful thing too. It's never too late to recreate yourself. It's never too late to basically become that uh, amazing person that you want to be or that amazing you know, financial advisor in this situation with Christina or myself. Uh, it's never too late. I literally thought when I was about 28 years old, I was, it was too late for me, but that's many years ago now. And you know, Christina, one of her goals here is to retire at 50. Well, I'm turning 50 this month. Ah, I'm not retiring yet. Could I walk away? Maybe. But I have too big of a team. I'm having too much fun. And that's truly the, the, the secret to life. Do something you love. If you don't love what you're doing, change it. Do something you love and you'll never work another day in your life. All right, stay tuned. Next week, we'll have another great show coming your way.
The information provided in this show is for informational and educational purposes only. This show is not investment advice, nor is it intended to address the financial needs of any particular viewer. The opinions expressed on this show are not intended to be an endorsement of any particular investment strategy or service of any other kind. You must make an independent decision regarding investments or strategies mentioned throughout the show. Before acting on information in this show, you should consider whether it is suitable for your particular situation and strongly consider seeking advice from a financial advisor.